quitters never give up. No, not to be parts of gold, you shillelies. It's like family. It is St. Patrick's Day. It is. It is St. Patrick's Day, yes. That's why you're a leprechaun. You know, look at me for the gold. You know what state in the union of these great United States of ours? Has the most Irish Americans in it? Boston. That's not a state. <laughs> Massachusetts. I love you. Thank you, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> One year later. Did you check your underwear? No. Yeah, you did. I just wanted to make sure. You know uh, what state has the largest number of Irish Americans in it in these United States? Boston. Uh, I would say Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. It never. It never changes. Massachusetts. I geared to that day. I would guess Massachusetts. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. Well, is it Boston or not? Oh my God! Wow. No, it's not Boston. Not a state. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Shillelagh. What's up, party people? It is Quitters Never Give Up, episode 57. So it is St. Patrick's Day weekend. I played one of my favorite moments of St. Patrick's Day of Kevin and Bean uh, for the intro. Which, remarkable thing about that, it is a year to the day. It happened in the same hour showbiz beat, the 6 a.m. showbiz beat. Uh, pretty much at the same time. You can't explain pure genius like Kevin. You just accept it. Right. And enjoy right. it. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with, uh, we did a quick little segment this week called Edwin's Lucky Charms, which was a stroke of genius. It was brilliant. I loved it. And Edwin, how would you come up with that? Well, we had great success with the 12 Days of Kev Dog. So I thought, well, we should be on the lookout for something similar where we can do a quick hit, a, a quick segment. And so St. Patrick's Day was coming up, and I just figured, let's let's do it. Nice. All right, uh, let's move on to our messages. Uh, we didn't get any phone messages. We hope Steve is okay because we haven't heard from him. <laughs> um, but we did get a Twitter message from Geometric Bananas. Thought you guys would get a kick out of this. You know K-Rock listener Edwin Bean? Yeah, love Edwin. Hey, guys, uh, this is listener Edwin. Bean called me beloved listener Edwin. Mm -hmm. Bean, please don't do that. Oh, <laughs> that's a compliment to say you're a beloved listener, though. Frequent contributor to the show. It. He doesn't want no. it. No, he rejects it. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be beloved? Edwin, Edwin specifically. You said it. Edwin specifically doesn't want to. That's such a compliment. But not to Edwin. And okay. not from you. Right. Okay. That, okay. I think that's the that's problem. It. Very cool. Wait, my mind is kind of getting warped here. This was someone sent us a clip from an old show, and we're a clip about old shows. I can't take it. Geometric Bananas Diamond. She runs the Chuckleheads page on Instagram. She's one of the coven. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Geometric Bananas. The cool <laughs> thing was, anytime I got something on Kevin and Bean, my whole family listened. So if I got something on, instantly my phone would get calls from my my sisters, my brothers. My brother called me. Like five minutes after that, hey, how's my beloved brother? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on and 
And now a breaking news bulletin. We have a breaking news bulletin. And now a breaking news bulletin. So basically what we had. And now a breaking news bulletin. So basically what we had is uh, there was a report that Mike Kaplan stepped down as the brand director for K-Rock. So that was some good news, I think. Yay, cue the kids. Yeah, why so Why so soon? Where are the kids? Yeah. <laughs> I can't find the kids. Oh, what do I do with the kids? <laughs> there it is. Yay! Normally, you don't really want to cheer on when somebody loses a job, but he didn't really lose a job. He just, he still has his job in New York. He tanked the station and just kind of still keeps going. So, hard yeah. to feel, what is hard to feel the, bad. He's a principal. He, he keeps failing up. Now he's going to New York. <laughs> right. Well, he, I think he was from New York and doing doing the brand managing from New York. Yeah, everybody, and Kevin and Bean, almost everybody chimed in. Kevin said uh, Mike Kaplan is irrelevant. Uh, the parent company, Odyssey, looks at itself as, as all that matters. They see K-Rock as a tiny Lego piece. Its only job is to hold them up. Ali said, imagine tanking a station and they move you back to New York. Good God. What this man and Jeff Fetterman did to K-Rock is a travesty. Fuck you both, and fuck Odyssey right in your whore mouth. So she took it well. She was had some good words of encouragement. Quitters never give up. Said, "Will they keep K-Rock going, or is it musica, musica, musica?" Well, I thought what uh, Lightning said was really kind of interesting over on the social page. If I won the lottery, I would just buy it back from Odyssey and kind of go back and, and do it with the locals and the local music and just kind of rebuild it. So, Jay, anybody out there who wins a lottery, by the way, if you <laughs> want to kind of jump in on that, I will move back to L.A. in a heartbeat and, and work with all of you. That'd be freaking amazing. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos, can you, can you hear us? Throw us a week's uh, worth of earnings. Yeah. Um, have us by the station. One, one penny out of each sale you make. Give it to us. We'll buy K-Rock. Jeffrey Bezos, CEO entrepreneur, born in 1964. Well, now it's time for rampant speculation. So, who do you think is going to replace him? Uh, don't they have a job and, and a job advertisement out right now to for anybody? Indeed, they do. But who would be a great person to fill that? Striker has a tail. <clears throat> like well. Me. But then there was also this. I got some big decisions coming up in my life that have to do with secret stuff, okay? Big decisions, secret right. stuff. Right. Beans the new for connecting the dots. Right? Yeah. How amazing would that be, man? The new brand manager at K-Rock would be Bean. That'd be oh, awesome. Can you imagine? It'd be great. Or even Richard Blade would be great because he was so instrumental in bringing a lot of those bands to the radio station. Doto? <laughs> He'd be good for laughs. Sam, the um, Armenian comedian. <laughs> well, they just got rid of the, the same monkeys. guy. Kaplan was the same as the Armenian comedian. What the Armenian <laughs> comedian was to comedy, Kaplan was to radio. Right. I would like it if they hired Doug the Slug away from KLOS. Well, that was Lightning's idea. You know, hire someone from the old days that knows what K-Rock is. And they all right. It was a local station. All my friends listened to it. We heard something on K-Rock. We would talk about it. Because it was local. Yeah, so if they could get back to that, it would be great. Yeah. It would be. And then did you, this is a couple of weeks ago. This is not breaking news, but 91X out of San Diego or Tijuana. um, Mm -hmm. I think they're switching formats to more of a Jack FM format. And they were also very instrumental back in the day of as far as bringing, you know, that modern rock sound and stuff. That was a station we listened to when I went to school down there. Yeah, they were like the K-Rock of San Diego, right? Of Tijuana. Pretty much, yeah. 
Yeah, their uh, antenna was out of Tijuana. The happiest place on earth. Shall we do the week that was? Yeah. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, welcome to the week that was March 14 to 18, 2011. Uh, any guesses on who that songbird was that ended the uh, the intro? Frank Sinatra Jr.? Nope. Frank Sinatra? <laughs> no. Ralph? Ralph, no. That was Harvey Levin. <laughs> what? I'm going to play the story here. For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself? So what happened was on TMZ, one of his employees dared him to sing my way, and he did. And then someone at Capitol Records heard about it. They said, hey, why don't you come down to Capitol Records? You can record on the same mic that Frank Sinatra used. And he did. And then he gave it to Kevin and Bean, and they played it. Oh, man, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, I take that opportunity anytime it comes up. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. And what they did is they released it, and they said any proceeds would go to a charity. So all in all... That was pretty cool. He got dared to do it. He did it. And then he donated to charity. That's cool. This was kind of like the week of bad music. This one, I think Lindsay requested this the other day. What did you do? What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? Our feature presentation. How dare you. Pretty strong. <laughs> So that goes out to Lindsay in her car in Atlanta. With the Juro Spider. music. I'm going to play the beginning of this, and then I'm going to stop it, see if you guys can guess. 2011, bad music. That's your clue. Yeah, it happened quick over the weekend. I guess it was Friday when this video was initially posted. It has quickly become known as one of the worst songs in the history of music. That's right. Rebecca Black, Friday. This is when it started. I forgot it was that long ago. Wow. Okay, so let's let Ralph tell the story to catch us back up. By the way, that's... That's quite a category. That is I mean, saying something. Yeah. And uh, they may be overstating it a little bit, but uh, there's certainly an argument to be made. Now, what is this song? It's called Friday. Friday. And it's by a young lady named Rebecca Black. And the video was posted, I believe, last Friday. And over the mm-hmm. weekend, it just sort of blew up. Everyone started watching. It's got over 2 million views on YouTube already. Wow. And people are obsessed with her and the awfulness of this song, particularly okay. the lyrics. Okay, so none of them like it. I mean, this is all hatred. It's all hatred. You have to hear this. I, unbelievable. I disagree, by the way. And when what? you hear what Ralph is about to play for you, you will also hate it. But I'm telling you that I think it continues to get hits because people are starting to like it. 
People are requesting that I they, hope you're wrong. they wish they could buy it on, YouTube, on iTunes now. Because, But that's all ironic requests. That's what I think. Those are people who love to hate and are getting a kick out of how bad it is. Was gonna, I wanted to go around the room and see what you guys think. It's not that bad of a song. I mean, it's she can't sing, and it's certainly not a great song, but come on. It's no different than anything Britney ever did. We have just How can become... you deny us the chorus of this song? How could you? Exactly. It's kind of a bop. We've just become accustomed with bad music. That's all it is. <laughs> We're hearing this back. It's like, yeah, it's not that bad. I remember when this came out, I was like, this girl can't sing. Not even with auto-tune can they, can they save her voice. But I love bad songs like this, and it just made me laugh, and I listened to it over and over again. I want to say she was interviewed by Kevin on Kevin and Sluggo, but before that, I think she was also interviewed by Jensen, and she was young, right? Like a teenager still? She's like 13, yeah. And mm-hmm. the producer, I guess, I don't know, I guess back in the day, you could just go and pay and sing, and they would record it, whatever. And I guess the producer was the one that released it. She didn't even know about it. And um, and then obviously the backlash from it and she had to leave schools and everything. And I feel bad for her because I feel like it wasn't really her fault that all this kind of onslaught came her way. I mean, she was just a 13 year old kid, even if it isn't a good song. Yeah. yeah. But we and I, I think the frustrating thing is, is just the way things come out. And we didn't get the backstory when it came when it came out. We didn't get that till years later, quite honestly. They would make fun of, of multiple things along the way that I'm sure once we found out more about it later, then you got, oh, I'm so sorry about that. But at the time when you don't have the backstories. The Internet is, was pretty new. And so people felt like they could be just meaner. Yeah. You know, now, now, now with the Internet being around for so long, people kind of realize. Yeah, they're not mean what, anymore. It's great. Well, no, they're still mean, but people from, people are starting to realize that there's repercussions for how, what you say online. Yeah. They gave the backstory. Some music company called Arc Music, like they wrote it. They made the video. They, they did everything. And it's like you said, if you want, you can pay to put your kid in a video. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fine. If I was that age and I could be in a video with my friends, I think it'd be fun. Yeah. So it wasn't a great song, but she was just a kid. So, yeah. but anyway, it's something that. It became kind of a byword for bad music ever since. Yes. <laughs> well, and then they released like Thanksgiving, and then they just had a I like Chinese food. That's right. They just had that, was a, that same company. Yeah. Yeah, they just had a whole string of these on one show. I think this might have been the Friday show. Here's the weird thing: it started off from nowhere. They said Friday is when it first went viral, and so this is the next Friday when they're talking about it. And they were reading some of the comments on the YouTube page, and they were brutal. I mean, cruel mm-hmm. stuff. Well, and for those of us that are a little bit older, you know, we had a VHS camera, right, when we were kids. And so we would make our own little home movies and things like that. And we had our vacation videos and everything. But 
they're still on VHS. We never moved them to digital. We didn't put them up to upload them to YouTube. Yeah, like everyone YouTube. does today, you know, so different. So be Kevin and Bean, who being who they are, they decided to have some fun with it. What? Now? Harrison Ford doing Friday? It's Friday, Friday. How to get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend, Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, partying. Partying, partying. Fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. That, uh, wow, that's, that's not helping Harrison Ford at all. Not even the production could help him. No, he brought it to life. <laughs> he always brought the energy. Bob Cag Goldthwaite, I think I said that right. He came into the studio. It was funny because they were doing a call-in topic, you dodged a bullet, because Omar was scheduled to go to Tokyo, and that was when they had the tsunami, the earthquake, the nuclear meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. So he was scheduled to go and he had a problem with his plane ticket or something. And he couldn't go. And they're like, man, you would have been right in the middle of that. Wait, so wasn't they, he on the no fly list? That's what it was? This time was something different. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is on the no fly list because his name's the same as a terrorist. No, this time there was a problem with his credit card. And they just said, forget it. It's too much hassle. We're not going. And like the next day, all this catastrophe happened. Yeah. Uh, so they did a call in on that. And Bobcat happened to come in, and he thought he dodged a bullet on something. No, I was okay. listening to the show. You were talking about uh, uh, escaping disasters and yes. in near misses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I almost married Nikki Cox. <laughs> <laughs> you should have called in. That's a disaster. Wow. And by the way, I'd really like to do a guest, uh, a little cameo on the April Fool's show. Yeah. I think that would be great. You're welcome to. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, be, it's a great on, lineup, isn't it? Especially after that last joke. Yeah. I'll go on I'd like to Jay. suggest perhaps no. Uh, Maybe you come on with Jay. That's yeah, a good idea. We'll do a buddy act. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, I wish they would have done a two-man act. <laughs> we were talking about um, Gary Busey being on the show and being kind of being the contrary. And he, he thought, oh, maybe it's a fake. So Bobcat was on and he knew Gary Busey. So they tried to use that to figure it out. Bob, you had a uh, you had a thought on this. You had a question oh, that you no, think no, may no. settle this for good. I I I hi Gary, it's Bobcat Goldthwaite. Good morning, Bobcat. Hi. Do you do you um, the last time we spoke? Do you uh, where was it? That's my question. Oh. Well, I will tell you what, a lot of things in my memory do get uh, like the details, and sometimes it gets foggy. Yeah, I don't remember the last I... time I talked to Bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and, I'm, and you're who you are. Do you <laughs> do you remember where we were the last time we spoke? I'll tell you what I do remember. I remember what the word sober stands for, and that means son of a bitch. Everything's real. That, <laughs> okay. Uh, mm, we were on the side of a road. <laughs> all right. Were you on the side of a road? Does that bring you? Are we back? jogging your memory at all, Gary? Uh, my memory takes a lot to get jogged. Okay. So you're on the side of the road. What else? Oh, I was filming something. Filming and, and something? You, you pulled up in your car and you called me a seer. I called you a soothsayer. Uh, yeah. And did I help you change your tire? <laughs> no, no. Was... Now, he wasn't broken down. He was filming. He was on the side of the road because he was filming, Gary. <laughs> I was selling oranges. <laughs> and, uh, and you bought some oranges. How many did I buy it from you? How many did I buy from you? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you bought them all. I don't, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I also am not 100% sure that it, it still could be you. What? 
Well, for all the naysayers. I believe it's him. You know, it's tough to beat Gary Busey. I, I imagine. I'm sure, I'm sure that's actually true, yeah. I, it would be a, a I, hell of a lot tougher to fake Gary Busey. And Gary, I want you to... <laughs> uh, see, now you're making me doubt. I want you to call every day, though. Because <laughs> if it's you, what? I love you so much. What time would you like that phone call? Just whenever you get up, give us a call. All right, well, I'll call you back in about an hour when I get up. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. All right, Gary, nice chatting with you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Now, can I tell you a little bit more about Celebrity Apprentice? Actually, we're, at, we're, we're actually out of time. <laughs> we're, we're actually out of time, time Gary. <laughs> yeah, we're out of Bob's time, right? Next, next time, though. Thank you, Gary. Okay. I want to tell you how Latoya keeps trying to put a sheet over my head and call me blanket. Okay. I know it's Michael. <laughs> All right. All right. You can tell us that later, Gary. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Go Bye back now. to bed. Bye now. They no, they confirmed it. I mean, Alex called NBC and they confirmed all this. So I don't know why Bean kept doing that. But either way, if it was a fake guy, he did a great imitation. Yeah, I, I don't know. It sounds pretty fake now. I, I waffle back and forth. The last time I, I know this, I was like, oh, it's got to be him. And then now it's like, no, I don't think that's him. Yeah, I, I'm just like you. Sometimes I'm like, it's got to be him, and sometimes I'm like, it's too good. He's too funny. Now, we remember what happened back in 2010 with the St. Patrick's Day disaster. And uh, any listeners out there, go back and listen to our show with Miss Cleo. She's got all the dirt on that. So let's see what they did the next year, how they had the big celebration for St. Patrick's Day 2011. And now, what's Irish and stays out all night? Patty or furniture? Get it? Our feature presentation. Wow, is that a bad joke. <laughs> wow, is that horrible. <laughs> And uh, this concludes the Kevin and Bean St. Patrick's Day celebration for 2011. Hope you enjoyed it. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. See you next year. So yeah. long. So that was it. <laughs> the montage <laughs> had a couple of St. Patrick's Day jokes, and that was it. <laughs> okay, sometimes Kevin and Bean had a joke, and it seemed just made for your old pal Edwin. Drew Barrymore has announced she's going to direct another film. Yay! She did uh, Whip It, right? Yeah, she sure did. Was it good? Whip It real good. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you both. Put it in the file. I <laughs> love that. Any, any chance to play some Whip It, some Devo Talk, I'll, you know I'll take that. <laughs> A celebrity birthday that happened that week, Fabio. So someone called in and said that they had a celebrity run-in with Fabio. He was hitting on your girlfriend? Uh, I don't know, but he was just talking to her. He said, hello, my name is Fabio. I'm sure he was hitting on her. Would you like to see my Gus scar? <laughs> Where the Gus hit me in the nose? <laughs> Hit me. A goose hit me in the nose. That single best thing that's ever happened to any celebrity ever. Yeah, him on a roller coaster. True. Yeah, that's a true story. He was on a roller coaster and he got hit by a goose. A goose. That's crazy. Since I think Ralph was talking about turkey vultures this week, um, I actually ended up hitting one with my car. It was, you know, you're in the forest, right? So they're eating all the dead animals on the road. And I'd swerve to get away from it, but it ended up flying right into my windshield. <laughs> well, at least wow. In the face, though. Oh, speaking of turkeys, Diana was telling me that in Mexico, when she was younger, she got attacked by a turkey. Remember we were talking about turkeys like a month back or something with Mike? Yeah, Mike got attacked by turkeys. Apparently, Mexican turkeys are just way more vicious than the turkeys you have by your house, Jen. Good to know. The Mexican turkeys will be on the next wheel. (laughs) They'll sound suspiciously like the king of Mexico is what I'm imagining. Anyways, let's chase Mike. So that's the week that was, 2011. Back to you, Steve. Nice. Nailed it. You get it when you want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Oh. 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 Oh
to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. Those cold and delicious fries that are just glistening with the right amount of oil. All right, uh, welcome to the podcast roundup. I think that was submitted by uh, teabagger Chad, who did a super cut of Alley Breathing that they played on the calls. And then they played this at the end. And, you know, I love classical music, so I had to play some Beethoven, Alley's Fifth. That's one of those things where when I heard it, I'm like, damn it, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so funny. He did such a good job on it. He did, yeah, that was awesome. All right, let's start off with... When Alley first came on the show, I wonder if it's the same guy. Because he's the guy that sent the super cuttings, like the Dusty Cowtown. And remember, they would cut that in with beer mug and stuff. I wonder if, oh, I wonder if it's the same guy. Yeah, Ali Moaning. Uh, we'll have to go back and see. Fast. Chad, are you out there? Was that you? <laughs> he specializes in Ali Moaning. <laughs> Ali Moaning and breathing. On uh, great news, they talked about Mike and his bodybuilding days. Thanks. My first story is about bodybuilding. And Mike knows a little bit about this as Mike was enrolled in a bodybuilding contest. I did. I did more than one. I just didn't tell you guys because it was so soul crushingly hard when you snuck in and made video and, and put it out there. So. Really? That was soul crushing. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just supposed to be funny. I, oh, I understand. And that, that's why okay. I don't have harbor any resentment uh, okay. because I understand where so- everyone else is. I just have crippling body image issues. And so it's using <laughs> this bodybuilding show as a way to help combat that. And then to have, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I don't think you would have cared. Yeah, that's true. How many souls has Kevin crushed over the years is what I want to know. Uh, yeah, many, many. Um, on Kevin and Snuggle being paid a visit, he talked about daylight saving time and how he's done with the daylight savings versus saving fight. And he has a new fight. And what's the next thing that, you know, you're going to set you humans straight on, on, on social media, which always works perfectly? Well, uh, that's a great question. So Lego, thank thank you. you. I don't know if I'm qualified to set anybody straight oh, on this. because no. I, no, 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 th- because I am currently 100% of the time not able to differentiate between the words flout and flaunt. I know one of them means one thing and the other means another thing, but I can never remember which is which. So I think I'm going to like really lean into that, learn it, and then start calling out everybody else who gets it wrong. <laughs> Hold so up. Let me just make sure that I understand this. You're not mad yeah. about it yet. But you're going <laughs> to learn right. about you're it. You're sowing the seeds of your anger. And then you're going to be mad about it. <laughs> That's what's next for me, you guys. Thank you for asking. I'm happy to announce that as my new platform here on this, the Kevin Slugger Show. <laughs> so Bean's pre-mad about the use of flout versus flaunt. He should call ex-San Diego quarterback Dan Fouts and ask him about it. <laughs> Fouts versus flouts versus flaunts. Okay. And go with Doto and get some flan. <laughs> well, you may be wondering why he's giving it up, and it's probably because of this. Here's the headline. Senate uh-huh. passes bill to make daylight saving time permanent oh. from eight months of the year to the full 12 months, and we wouldn't be uh, springing forward or falling back. Yeah, there's no way it's going it to happen this year, but maybe next year if it goes to the House. But... In the Senate, mm-hmm. they pronounced it daylight savings, <laughs> which makes me laugh. And yep. we're going to post this on socials, and perhaps uh, a listener or two could uh, retweet this to Bean. Oh, yeah, let Bean know that mm. this is exactly what they said. In favor of what we've just done here in the Senate, and that's to pass a bill to make a daylight savings time yeah! permanent. <laughs> savings! <laughs> 
So there it is. It's law. It's daylight savings. The act is passed. We'll see how it goes, but I guess okay. he's hanging. I was just going to say, what if we just met in the middle? Go stick it at the half hour mark, and then that daylight way half you got savings time? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, we just start time from there. Be oh. done with it. And then with the rest of the world, we're going to be all off. Uh, how much? How many hours oh, yeah. is America from you know Europe? How many half hours? Yeah. How many half hours? Yeah. Right. I don't know. We're three point five hours ahead of. Um, okay. Remember that? I mean, I'm the oldest guy here. I was around in the seventies. I don't remember that. I, I do not remember that either. I, it apparently it happened during like the energy crisis. So it's probably what 77, 78. I was alive back then. I don't remember that at all. I just remember I going to bed in the summertime. And, you know, I don't know. Was, I grew up in the Bay Area. So the Bay Area is a little bit further west than Southern California. And uh, so it would be like almost 10 o'clock. It'd still be kind of light out. Wow. And we'd be protesting. Mm-hmm. We're like, it's still light out. It's summer. We want to go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were protesting. What did you have signs up? We hate you, son. Right. <laughs> Down with the sun. Down. Stand with the withers. Stand with the withers. On Janky Town, Dave reviewed the Batman movie. His favorite part, I think, was the Riddler. Paul Dano, he was awesome too as the Riddler. As the as the Riddler, yeah, yeah dude. He That's a weird a... costume though for the Riddler though. It was kind of like I liked it, like a, a raincoat yeah. over his head or something. He's just wearing like a like it's all leather. It's all like S and M shit. He's all like, ooh yeah, S and M. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Here's my anus, and here's the bat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to wait for it to come on streaming on HBO like next month or something. I saw that meme where it was like where they went Batman through the years and it just kept getting yeah. darker and darker. <laughs> and the funny. last the last screen in 2025 is just a black screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great. The other thing they're doing in Janky Town is March Buttness. So they're basically doing a bracket for all of the songs that talk about butt or ass. So they have like Baby Got Back. Boogie in your butt, you know, big booty bitches, ass and titties, all kinds of songs out there. Um, the one song that I thought should have made the cut was this one. How great is male ass? You know, there's no love for, you know, George Takei. I don't understand why he's not there. <laughs> yeah, and then this one is, is one I found recently. So maybe next year on March Buttness 2023, those songs will be on. Was that the hand farter? No, I don't know. It was just something I saw. And, <laughs> I think that so. uh, was amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going over to the Ralph Report, the day finally came. They did a Munch in Monday with Rocky Mountain Oysters, and it went pretty much exactly like you thought it would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm on the bridge. I know. So did mine. That's why I covered it up. Help. Hey, can you help no, me? No, get that fucking ball out of your mouth, dude. Get that fucking ball out of your mouth. You got a nut hanging out of your mouth. So it was brilliant. It was, uh, I don't know, maybe like 10, 15 minutes of pure torture for Eddie. Go on the Ralph Report. Watch the video. It's hilarious. Right? Well, it was funny because I talked to Eddie about that a while ago. And um, I'm like, no, this should be fine. Once you know they bread them and fry them, it should be really good. And but and it was funny because all the recipes I looked at, they do. You just you barbecue them and then you kind of saute or fry them. But uh, my grandfather was a butcher. And so usually whether it was the sweetbreads or mountain oysters, they would usually pound them flat first so that it would tenderize them so they weren't so tough and chewy the way they had it. They look like chicken nuggets. 
Yeah. And Ralph said they were good. It's just the texture. I think with all the strange kind of meats and things, it's always just a weird yeah. texture to them. For sure. Plus, it's Eddie. Eddie doesn't eat anything. Right. <laughs> On uh, Wednesday's show, Ralph got swindled again. Now, the best Jack Daniels I've ever personally tasted is a very specialized, limited edition Jack Daniels they make called Sinatra Select. Okay. They go for like 150 bucks a pop. So I'm on, I'm on the website, mm-hmm. and they have it for like the low, low price of $69. Well, that's like half. Like almost. marked down. Wow. Limited number available. Order now. Only four available. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, what a what a great opportunity. I have scored, and uh, it was promised delivery within uh, 7 to 10 days. Okay. It's way, way, way past its delivery. Well, there's been some holdups. So I uh, hop on, and I go to their uh, support oh, email. You can give them a piece of your and mind. I say, can you please send me the shipping instructions? No, uh, that that mailer demon thing, whatever the thing is. Yeah, the mailer demon. To, to I hate the mailer demon. Fuck you. <laughs> Nothing. So I got soaked again. Wow. So I'm sure eventually it'll be solved and I'll get my money back. But it's I didn't want the money. I wanted the Jack Daniels. So sorry for your You should be. So such a tragic story with all that's going on in the world today. It's 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 my own personal Ukraine, is what it is. You guys remember when he got swindled from the the Batman ornament? Yeah, that was at Christmas, right? Yeah, that was hilarious. And he got swindled again. I, I was thinking, give what a... if he got a Batman decanter with Jack Daniels in it? And it wasn't Jack Daniels, and it didn't look like Batman. So he could put all of his swindles into one thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the $69 should have gave it away. That's some kid, obviously, <laughs> making a joke of $69. <laughs> Good point. Poor Ralph. So St. Patrick's Day, they did a live remote. And I wish they'd advertised this more because it was... It sounded like fun. Hey, guys, keep it down. We're starting the show. We're starting the show, everybody. Well, hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to the Ralph Report show live here from the Batcave pub. I have transformed the Batcave into a full Irish pub. It's crowded as fucking here. Well, the the mandates have been lifted, so we increased the... uh, the allowance. Oh, they got very quiet. <laughs> Thank you. Shut the door. Being that very was... respectful. I wish I could find out where this Batcave pub was. I just couldn't find it. Must oh, have been for a higher level Patreon member or something. Wouldn't you go to a pub called the Batcave? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's what Ralph should do. Open a bar. Well, and when, <laughs> when he moved into the their house in Burbank, after shortly after he and Carrie got married, um, he had a Batcave in there and there was a secret passageway to get to it. Was that like Kevin Smith's? Because Kevin Smith had one like that, too. Maybe. I don't know. Kevin's place is over by Beachwood Canyon, isn't it? I, I don't know. I remember him talking about buying that from Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck had a bat cave put in with a little the head that flips back and it opens. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, of course, Ralph was on the drinking horse. I love to ride on the drinking horse. So I did a quick super cut of all the drinking moments. In Garmy on the line. There you go. Wow. That's love you mean it by in in Irish. That's cool. Did I play the intro with the blah, 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 blah? Did I do that? I think you did. Really? No. I don't think I did. No, you didn't. You didn't go blah, blah, blah. People are going to be upset if I don't do it, won't they? Just forget that Donald was uh, just on. Pretend we're starting this new. (laughs) Garmy on the line. Okay. 
so goddamn American hero home. Mm. <laughs> Speak is getting difficult. We're about halfway in. <laughs> All right. I can do this. You're going to piss your pants by the end of the show. 1881, Walter Hess, Swish, Swiss physiologist. Swish. That's the Swish, guys. Swiss cheese. American NFL Hall of Flame. Hall of Flamer? Film where she meets a mysterious man. In a, you're right? Yeah, sorry. Some corned beef coming up. Yeah, on I you? guess so. Something. Excuse um, me. Where at least <clears throat> I don't actually just belt right into the I microphone. didn't mean to. It came up surprisingly. So that's Ralph and Eddie just having some difficulties on St. Patrick's Day. Hilarious. Uh, can't wait till they start having live shows again. Actually, it would be great if they could have like the live show on a Friday night and then maybe do Hollywood Babylon on Saturday night. Well, maybe next year they do an actual live St. Patrick's Day remote. Yes. Oh, that's what we got to shoot for. Mm-hmm. K&B Con on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. 2023. Let's do this. Now with 20% more reggaeton horn. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, on HBO, you know, Hollywood Babylon, you just get to see how different Kevin Smith is from Eddie. Not too long ago, I guess Joe Rogan did a podcast episode where he talked about... He Joe Rogan flexible. has a podcast? I don't know if you've ever heard it. I think that would have been in the news. He's got a few was... followers, oh, just yeah. a few. But he talked about uh, being able to suck his own dick. And, you know, Spotify gives him 200 million bucks. I talked about that shit in the 90s, son. Yeah. But then also, you get to see how Kevin is exactly the same as Eddie. She dated me for a long time. She knew how much I love cereal. Mmm. I went into that Carnegie Mellon fucking cafeteria, right? Fucking, it's like General Mills built the place. They had every fucking cereal imaginable in these plastic containers, man. I know everyone's seen this now, but this was in the fucking late 80s and shit. It was like being like a whole new world. And you could mix and match, you know, like fucking at home, I would get toasted oats as if I was lucky and shit because we were poor. Mm. When I was eating at the fucking Carnegie Mellon cafeteria. Top shelf. Oh, but mixing them and shit. Right. Doing a little mashup and whatnot. You're like a, you're like a cereal DJ. I was. <laughs> I was, man. Crunch berries, crunch berries. And then, uh, and then she got done with her class. College classes were like 45 minutes or an hour or something like that. Yeah. And I fucking still made at her. The table. I made her sit around. I was like, let's eat. Recently, I was at the store and they had a box of cereal. It was half Frosted Flakes, half Apple Jacks. It was a mashup. It was amazing. Did you get it? I did, of course. It was fantastic. So what's your favorite cereal, Eddie? Of all time? Uh, I'm kind of partial to Cocoa Pebbles. Oh, there you Hmm. go. Chris? It changes. But right now, it's probably going to be the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. What about your kids? Do they like that as well? They like Cookie Crisp. They've discovered Cookie Crisp. Oh, I forgot oh, about wow. that. That's yeah. still around. Wow. What's yours, Jen? Um, I would say of all time, uh, peanut butter Captain Crunch, but I haven't had a bowl of cereal probably in 20 years. You got to try, you know, if you can. I don't know if you found religion and are now against cereal, but if you can, <laughs> try that Reese's one because it's like Captain Crunch, but it's got chocolate. Chocolate. In it. I'll get it because uh, sports guy will eat it. I just can't drink. It's the dairy that I can't. Oh. You pay for it in the end? Yep. Oh, okay. I try to make every Saturday cold cereal day. Put on the cartoons, eat some cold cereal, forget your problems. Cereal is a snack for me. Like, I'll have it, like, almost like a dessert. Yeah, that's that what kind of sports thing. guy does. All right, on Cupertino Chat, they uh, displayed some new merch ideas. Uh, this was one of my favorite. Where are the 
roll away the stone scenes for Easter. Why don't they have a little nativity right. equivalent of seeing Jesus come out of the cave or whatever it was three days later and going, look, I'm back. I mean, you would think that that would be the type of thing that they would commemorate with some sort of art as well, right? At least have him coming out and being like, what's up, my bitches? <laughs> and then everyone like, what? Holy <laughs> shit, Jesus, what's going on? I that would be incredible. Some what's up, my bitches, Easter nativity scenes. I want that. I want that in foil and <laughs> a beanie. Um, claymation, whatever you got, I'll take it. That's the word theology they got going on there. It's blasphemously delicious. Going on to some calls, Drew called in about Keep Up the Work. There's been a debate on who started it. So where did Keep Up the Work begin? Here's uh, Detective Drew, and he's got an update for us. Hey, Allie and Bean, it's Drew. So uh, I was just listening to the most recent episode, and you had someone call in saying that she found the origin of the Keep Up the Work saying and it was in episode 122 well i got some bad news because if you go back to episode 106 after dr rachel's drunken bachelorette party you have kylie that's how you say it call in and at the very end she says keep up the work last call so june 21st 2021 booyah all right that is very specific we were Mm -hmm. talking about ting who said keep up the work and we cracked up at it on episode 122 now Mm -hmm. he's directing me to the end of episode 106 so here's Mm -hmm. how that show ended oh keep up the i was gonna say good work but keep up the work love ya so there it is episode 106 was the earliest thing that they could find of when they played keep up the work they also got a caller calling in and solving another mystery sort of Hi, guys. Okay, I'm dying laughing right now. My husband and I were having saucy time this morning. They were having saucy time, Allie. (laughs) Man, no! (laughs) They were having saucy time. (laughs) And all of a sudden, he literally starts slapping me with his penis. And I, it was all I could do to just not burst out laughing. And that was the end of the saucy time. But anyway, I love you guys. Bye. All the years that listeners have been asking me, who gets penis slapped? We now know. Now we know. Her. It's her. So there it is. Mystery solved, except for she didn't leave a name. So we do not know who got penis slapped. Right. That, <laughs> uh, I want her to call back, give her name, say who she is, so we know who gets penis slapped. All right. Well, that's the podcast roundup. Let's do the week that was. No, I yeah. always do that. Let's do the <laughs> flashback that needs no introduction. <laughs> okay, so we've kind of uh, mentioned a couple of times here today about falling up. Here's the dude that falls up the best. I don't believe, Kevin, that you understand how much he tried to high-five a blind guy. That's the point you're not missing because you didn't see it. I didn't see it, and I, I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about American Idol? Yes. And Ryan Seacrest, yes. who, of course, is the host. Who tried to high-five a blind man. Wow. And then did he get mad at him for leaving him hanging? <laughs> no, he did. And uh, and by the way, I watched the tape several times because it was like, uh, you know, it was like uh, uh, someone breaking a leg in a sporting event. You have to go back to the tape again and again just sure. to make sure you saw it right. And there, and you're not going to be able to convince me, although Ryan's supporters will try, that he was doing it to be funny because he just didn't think about it. Yeah, I can't imagine he's that. I mean, he wouldn't. That's pretty rude to try and high-five a blind guy if you're doing it to be funny. 
Well, I would try that. I would think it would Who, you everybody would? Around, yeah. everyone yes. around us would think it was funny, though, if we tried to do yes, that. Yes, yes. And the blind would. guy couldn't see it, so he's not offended at the moment until someone tells him. But uh, Ryan just put his arm up there, and then he realized, and then he just kind of put his arm down by where the guy's head was and says, I'm high-fiving you. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say anything beforehand, though. High-five right. or up here, nothing? Exactly, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was so awesome. Hmm. <laughs> Ralph, did I see it wrong, or did he high-five a blind guy? Ryan Seacrest high-fived a blind guy last night. <laughs> that happened on TV. It was spectacular. Was he surprised by the guy's blindness, or he knew ahead of time and just didn't think? He is just such a phony. He's on such autopilot that he's got a, uh, a limited number of shtick that he does with all the contestants, and he just went into Ryan mode. So he and because he had attention. to deal with a real person, a real situation where he had to adapt and actually focus on this person, stop thinking so much about his own appearance on television and actually right. interact with another human being, I think it completely <laughs> threw him for a loss. <laughs> That's the best. And he's like, hey! And he has his hand up in the air. And then he then he quickly brought it down once he realized how dumb he was. He's like, hey, I just tried to high-five you. Shake my hand. <laughs> well, uh, we have highlights of last night's AI season premiere uh, just after 6 o'clock. And wait till you hear the guy sing, Kevin. Very inspirational story, this particular contestant. Really. The same guy that he tried to high-five? Blind guy. Yeah. 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 Wait to hear him. guy told himself how to play piano. Wow, I blind? can't do it with eyes. Wow. He <laughs> plays piano blind. So Ryan tried to high-five a blind guy. That's what <laughs> you're saying. We should have mentioned that earlier, I guess. Look, I, I know there are a lot of people. It's Kevin Meach on K-Rock 106.7 KRQ. I know there are an awful lot of people out there like Kevin, like many of our listeners, who hate American Idol and don't want to hear about American Idol. We are aware of that, and we're not going to talk about it all day. But he did try to high-five a blind guy. You can't let that go, you guys. You just can't. You can't just ignore that. You no. can't pretend like that didn't happen on TV. <laughs> That's all they could talk about all that all week so far from what I'm into. It's hysterical. That is pretty spectacular. Oh, yeah. I was thinking you could high-five a blind guy if you tried. You just put have him put his hand up and you hit it. Well, I know, but... I don't know why you'd want to, but I'm saying you could do it. Well, yeah, you could, but you don't just raise your hand and say, and just, like, expect a high-five. Yeah, you need some because, prep work. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a visual cue. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Next one. Ralph Garman is here with a showbiz beat for a Thursday morning. What you talking about, Ralph? Let me just say before I uh, give you the showbiz news, and I didn't have a chance to step in earlier in the hour when you guys were talking about the K-Rock blogs. And mm-hmm. how good they are? God bless Kevin for not <laughs> buckling and, and kowtowing to this new phenomenon where everybody has to blog and write about their pointless, meaningless minutiae. <laughs> God bless him for resisting the man and telling him he's got a blog. And boo! Cheers for Kevin. Jeers <laughs> for Bean and Lisa for their because we're tra- Because mind. we're willing to take the time to make the world a better place. Is that what you're suggesting, Ralph? It's a book about why hockey players become pros and some don't. <laughs> Turn on your lights. It's raining. <laughs> Bean said if he saves just one life, it'll be worth it for it, him. It'll all be worth it. If exactly. he took one life, <laughs> mainly his own. The world would be a better place. I've gotten five emails from people who are going to buy the book now. Fantastic. Five. Wow. Out of how many <laughs> listeners do we have? You're right. They're just, oh. These are the, the, the business line is just lighting up. They're bothered to write me I'd like and to are balance, at computers this second. I'd like to balance those with the amount of people who tuned out when we were reading our blogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then see what it point. is. I don't know if you have a chance to really listen to your show that often. No. Because you're usually doing it. Yeah. 
But uh, you don't have enough stuff, people, to keep that interesting, the radio show. <laughs> Let alone, oh, oh, I got spillover. I got extra interesting stuff that I haven't brought up in the radio that I need to blog about. No, you don't. You don't have enough to fill the time we spend on the radio. So everyone just relax. God bless you. The, uh, the blogs are there. For those who choose to enjoy them. That's all we're suggesting. We just want to make sure people knew that they were available, Ralph. That's all. Turn on your lights. Do you not have enough battery power? That's good advice, by the way, turning the lights. State of California apparently agreed when they made it the goddamn law to put your lights on when the windshield wipers are on. It's not that hard, people. Sweet Lord in heaven. Yeah. You know what? Ricardo Montalban's the lucky one today. (laughs) That's all I'm telling you. He's the lucky one. Mr. Rourke from TV's Fantasy Island. Of course, Khan Noonie and Singh. Now, did I play that one before? If I did, it was a long time ago. But it was like, I've heard that probably because I was listening to other clips that were put together. But I've heard that. Well, he always gets in on him on about opening up a blog and stuff. And yeah. I'm surprised we didn't hear that that uh, drop. Open up a blog. Yeah, this is back in 2009. So who knows? Anyways. I know it sounds like A-S-S-V-U-R-G-E-R-S, but it's not. It's A-S-P, and it's a form of autism. Right. And so, why do you keep propagating this Highly myth? functioning. That's not true, It though. is true. Dr. Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew said for sure that's what you have. Yeah. Dr. Drew is a hack. What does he know about diagnosing medical conditions? And one of the problems that people have when they have Asperger's is they have no way of social interaction. For example... They can't tell if the person who's listening to a story that they're telling, they don't have any concept of the interest level mm-hmm. in the person who's receiving the information, none whatsoever. So we started doing thanks for that info, Bean, which Lisa uh, retitled uh, Bean Barfs His Brain. <laughs> and we're gonna, and I keep track of stuff. I write it down in the studio when we're off the air, playing you a song. stuff play- up that you then try to claim I said oh, is what no. happens most of playing the time. Playing commercials or whatever, I write down exactly what Bean says, then I write down whose response, anybody responded, and it's time for Thanks That Info Thanks Bean. Thanks That Info Bean! Um, Mike, and by the way, this is his latest thing, because Mike is Bean Jr. Now he right. talks right to Mike because he knows... Mike the, responds. Yes, and yeah. the rule is nobody responds to Bean when he says stuff like right. this, but Mike sometimes does. So Bean says, Mike, you're with me that vanilla wafers rule, right? And I look at Mike, and I'm saying, thinking to myself, okay, you know the rule. Don't say a word. Yeah. Mike says, yep, they're pretty strong. Oh. Thank you. By the way, uh, here's what I don't understand. Every time you, you bring out this tired, rickety old bit, thanks for that info bead, here's what I don't understand. What's wrong with making a comment that vanilla wafers are one of the greatest foods on earth? I mean, how can you be against that? It is that, no, we're not having a conversation about the greatest foods on earth. Right. That's and the thing. And if we're not, it's a conversation stopper. There's nothing to be said about what that. Do you, how do you continue that conversation? Do you want Dean? me to, to argue? Well, you want I mean, to start you, arguing about cookies? Is that what you want? If you disagree, look, I think I think it's interesting what cookies people like. And if you agree that no, no labels are awesome, no. I do. No, no, you may. You're wrong. No, no one else not does. interesting. No one but cares if you were what to come, cookies other people like. <laughs> if you were to come back at me and say, but what about Devil Stuff Oreos, that I would have to stop and rethink how important vanilla well, wafers are to no me. No one That's would say I'm that saying. to you because we're human beings and we live in a society and we, we, we function with friends and family. That's that info game. No one cares. Okay. No one cares. All right. <laughs> Fran- Francis First Lady is on the Today Show right now. Well, let me I rush to a television. Thought Gee, you might want to see that. We're She's at work. Controversial. As it turns out, in his studio doing a radio show in the morning. Can't really just flip the TV to whatever channel you happen to be watching at home. I watch Thought TV during that? the whole show every day. That's that info That's a problem. Hey, guys. You know that song from the 1970s, Seasons in the Sun, by Terry Jacks? 
And I wrote yes. down specifically, no one crickets. said a word. Crickets. And then Bean continued, as if we did. That's still the number one selling single in the history of Canada. <laughs> Mother <laughs> <laughs> now, but were we isn't talking that a surprise to you? But <laughs> shut up. That's that info bean. Not a surprise to me because surprise would have to mean that it registers in some way on me once the I find out that information. That 35 years have passed since that okay. song was out, and no other song has okay. outsold it in Canada. It's amazing to me. Okay, B, here's the thing. When we do things for that info B, we're not looking for more <laughs> clarification. <laughs> we're telling you that the original thought was not worth sharing. Bean's an ass. Yeah! Come on. Hey, guys. And again, out of the blue, we're all reading or online or something else while the song is playing. Or hey, guys, I'm having sugar puffs for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then no one says anything. I write down nothing. And then he continues. This is around Christmas time. But I don't have milk. Is it acceptable to have it with eggnog? <laughs> oh, my God. And then no one said anything. So the whole conversation was just being talked <laughs> one man. It's a monologue. Yeah. So in other words, I fine. come to my friends for some help, and you guys shut that's me up. That's info bean. Do it or don't do it. That's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. <laughs> Eat it or don't. Eat eggnog with sugar puffs or don't. <laughs> we don't care. Make a decision in your life. Go about your business. Well, we can't leave us language. out of it. How can you not use this language you're talking to him? I think this was this week, the one that I'm just about to share with you. Has 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 anyone heard the new Kelly Clarkson? <laughs> oh, so Bean says that. So much for the Bean, huh? And then there's a pause, and then Lisa says in anger, Bean, why would you ask that? Kelly Clarkson That's has info Bean. Is a That's very info Bean. popular singer. Info Bean. Don't She's got a new record. She's got a new record out. I thought I had not heard no, it. I was less. wondering how it was. We need less of that conversation than not more. Right. Less. That's what we're trying to tell you. Bean, I reject you totally. I was just we asking. Want to hear less of those things. <sighs> okay, here's and here's my favorite one. I think it was yesterday. Bean says, out of the blue, no one's talking about anything. Do I need to buy a shirt that says Illinois, birthplace of the corn dog? <laughs> right. so Remember he, that. So he says that, and then <laughs> nobody answers for about three or four seconds, and then Bean answers himself with, Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, man. That happened. Yeah, I ordered it. Do it I need is to buy a way. shirt that says <laughs> Illinois, birthplace of the corn dog? You guys just don't get it, man. You don't you get it. should be murdered. <laughs> info bean. Uh, I want that shirt. Right? That's pretty strong. I want to go to Illinois now just because it's the birthplace of the corn dog. Right? <laughs> Anyways, that's sort of some of the clips I'm bringing that need no introduction this week. Because if you know, you know. Awesome. Oh, man. So is that the, that's the first time they did Thanks for that Info Bean? I don't think so. That was from the old days. Remember, Christopher? That was before um, he went comedian or anything. Um, now they go back. If you look in the archive, they go back to 2004. Okay. No, thanks so, for yeah. that info. Beam was in the old, old days in the 90s. Because he would read it from a newspaper, huh? Well, whatever he would talk to them when he was still in the studio with them, they would write it down and do thanks for that info. Beam. Oh, that's right. And then it got worse when he could share it with the world. Actually, uh, and that might be something too. Once I once I'm done with 2009, is to go back and find though and do those segments like that, like the best of that. Thanks for that info. Beam or you know what I mean? Kind of more uh, theme-oriented type of clips. I bet if you do a search for thanks for that info, Bean, you probably have some really old stuff there. Because I'm pretty sure that happened way back when. Yeah. Oh, it just depends on if uh, Stockdale got it recorded. 
wonder what the right. oldest clip is. What do you think the oldest thing he has? Because sometimes you'll just do a, a phrase and something from like the 90s will pop up. You're like, wow, he was recording back then? When he was on, he said that he'd been recording like a, a tape. And so he had a bunch of tapes of bits that he liked. He didn't record the whole show. So he's uh, converted some of those tapes and put them onto the website. Yeah, because if you search 1990 in there, one of them says Kevin and Bean meet the Jetsons tape from 1990 wow. and i think that okay. then the date he has is january 12th 2006 so i think that's when he uploaded it yeah that's gotta be that might be the oldest thing he's got then yeah then he's got one yeah this will be a fun one uh kevin and b 1990 uh october 31st the first annual dead man's party oh wow oh wow oh so, yeah that'll be fun to dive into the archive oh I'm gonna yeah that's some old stuff I thought I got some old stuff from the B team with that Michael Dominion's man thing. That that might be older. That is old. That's in the yeah. 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that's like yeah, that's about ninety six, I think. I don't know, but I also had the I also have the pumpkin drop, and I think that's from ninety three. I have the first one and the one that almost killed Lightning. We only played the one where he where he ran into the Seven Eleven. One of the interesting stories is with the time they almost killed him with the pumpkin slingshot with pumpkin catapult. That's right. A friend of mine, he worked at a fence company. And for the uh, pumpkin thing, they called this fence company. He had to go out and they installed fences like to keep people away from that area. Yeah. And they gave him tickets <laughs> to the pumpkin drop. So he was there and he saw that whole show. Oh, oh nice. Cool. Yeah, because yeah, that, that was some dangerous stuff. They had two... BW buses is the counterweight for that catapult. So they launched mm-hmm. that pumpkin. Um, they put the chair really far back. And like they're like, there's no way this pumpkin is gonna reach this chair. And they're like, go ahead, sit in it, lightning. And they had him sitting in it. I think um what was the guy that Bean gave a kidney to? Uh, yeah, Scott Mason. Scott Mason. Scott Mason said, No, we don't have insurance for that. Get out. And so he pulled him out last minute. They launched the pumpkin, and the pumpkin exceeds the expectations and lands right on the chair and Damn. just obliterates the chair and everything around it. And uh, lightning's cheering. I almost died. <laughs> you can hear him in the background. <laughs> I guess, uh, Edwin, you want to say bye? Uh, before we go, I got a little Ryan Seacrest thing. Really quickly, we were talking about uh, Knock Knock Live over on Fox. Yes. yes. No, no word yet. Oh, it'll be back. It did air night. once. It did air once to dismal ratings. Maybe, worst, maybe they'll give it another week and see if it if it comes back. Yeah, I was thinking that too because it's new and all that, but it's the worst in the history of Fox. Worst premiere in in, in Fox history, yeah. And they, in terms of ratings. That seems impossible. So one of our funny uh, listeners, Edwin, who writes in quite a bit, wrote in this email. He said, what Fox needs to do is present a new show where they knock on Ryan Seacrest's door and tell him on live TV that his show is canceled. <laughs> 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 that I would watch. That's an excellent point. That it would be good. I hope Fox is listening. If you're going to air one more, Knock Knock Live, that, that would, should be it. That would be the one to air. That'd be a great way for it to go out. It'd be about I a minute so. and a half long, and then you go into a real show. And it would have a 48 share <laughs> with a 92 rating. So another of Ryan Seacrest's uh, great accomplishments. Worst premiere in the history of Fox. Okay, thanks for joining us on Quitters Never Give Up. We keep you up to date on everything in the Kevin and Bean Creative Universe. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and you can email us too. Bye for now. Bye, everybody. Bye. Alexa, blast some of that gangster shit from the 90s so I can recite every lyric word for word and remind motherfuckers who they fuck with. 
blasting some of that gangsta shit from the 90s so you could recite every lyric word for word and remind motherfuckers who they fucking with. Alright, the pumpkin is in the air. Look at it go! Look at it go! Oh crap! <laughs> yes! The chair we were gonna put lightning in, the chair that we were going to put lightning in has been dissipated into a billion pieces. Unbelievable. Lightning would have died. And at the last minute, the insurance people wouldn't let us do it. The chair has been destroyed into a million pieces. I don't believe it. That is unbelievable. The van is at 100 pieces. The catapult is broken. And that's it for Irvine Meadows. I can't believe it.